What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to The Wreck. This is a podcast for a reaction to the UEFA Champions League group stage draw. I'm here with Steve, uh, without Abdullah today, who usually does the weekly soccer uh, podcast with us, The Kickback. Make sure to follow that on iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever. But first off, Steve, I should have remembered that we should record it today. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> knowing, knowing that the draw would have been today. But whatever. <laughs> Uh, I mean, let, let's just get straight to it. First off, can we can we just talk about the the number one funniest thing about this group stage draw from the jump re- regarding Abdullah? I was just gonna say it has to do with Abdullah. So <laughs> Tottenham getting the group of death, getting uh, Dortmund and Real Madrid, top one on my on my list of what happened in the draw today. Yesterday we had Abdullah specifically begging not to get Dortmund and specifically begging not to get the group of death while I'm asking for Liverpool not to get the group of death. As a Liverpool fan, yo, I want the group of death. Nah, we, I can't afford a group of death. I want the group you, of death. You could get it. I, I, don't I, care, I, I, don't care, I don't care if we get PSG yo, let's get Real Madrid. Well, you get PSG, Real Madrid, and Sporting. I don't care. Yeah. And then it turns out that Liverpool gets the easiest group. What else stood, stood out to you today on the draw? Uh, How deep the BPO pocket is. Because, man, they definitely wrote some checks today, boy. Woo! They got some nice little groups over there. Yeah, for real. And just a quick reminder, Arsenal is the only top six team not in Champions League. Yeah, so did it feel weird, weird at all at them, or are you just enjoying <laughs> that? Oh, no, no, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> because tomorrow's their draw. Yo, I, I, I never seen a soccer fan that loves as much pain from other <laughs> fans uh, as you do. Oh, no, I love it. Because I, I, I'm going to go through it right now with Barca. I'm gonna about to go through my dark stages. So I'm just mentally preparing myself, honestly. Yeah, I mean, why strategy? Um, but yeah, so obviously, like we said, the hardest group is Tottenham, Real Madrid, and Dortmund. And uh, I don't know about Tottenham. I don't know about Tottenham's chances. If, if Tottenham makes it out of that group, for all the jokes that you like to make about Spurs, you have to under- you have to know that that's a big step up for them. Right? Without a doubt, but we also got to understand that Tottenham is not going to play a single home game. That's exactly right, which is another point that uh, Dula likes to bring up all the time. That's a, that's and unfortunate for them. Obviously, I really don't see, uh, for obvious reasons, I don't see them even surviving that. It's going to be interesting to see how many points they do muster up in that group. Obviously, we already know which ones they're going to snag the points from, but uh, those other two is is where it's definitely going to be fun. Um, the Dortmund game is probably their easiest chance because Real Madrid, I, I just, I, I don't, I think, they're gonna be just as locked in as the last two years to be honest with you well we just we talked about this on a podcast a couple weeks back that Real Madrid looks like they're about to go on one of those special runs where we're gonna remember uh Zidane's Real Madrid the way we remember Pep's Barcelona and the way we remember Saki's Milan I think that's I think I said it right right okay so yeah there you go so I mean yeah we've it's basically Tottenham versus uh uh, Dortmund in that group because the fourth team is Applewell and they're a non-factor um behind Tottenham the second uh team that has it the hardest out of the English teams is Chelsea it looks like to me because they have Roma and Atletico in their group and uh uh and the fourth team in there is obviously Karabakh, the, the team that's been in there for the first time from Azerbaijan, who knocked out Copenhagen. We talked about that again yesterday. This year, I'm not really sold on Roma, though. So I'm not really... I think they're probably going to end up at least third or fourth this year in their own league. And I really don't see them doing much in uh, Champions League this year. So I, I personally think Chelsea doesn't have such a hard road uh, in the group stages. Um, I know somebody who is sick is Diego Costa. 
mm-hmm. considering, uh, you know, Atletico is the team he wants to go to. So I think Chelsea, given the team that they have and the teams that they'll be facing, I think they should be able to handle that group. But obviously, I think that given Atletico's transfer ban as well, I think that plays a huge part into this group in totality. Um, and then obviously Karabag, I mean, first time there. So, I mean, we're not are, are we really expecting much from them. I'll say this. If it's your first time in the Champions League, screw it. Go there and have fun and play the biggest teams and have the experience, I'm saying. Um, Absolutely. Uh, uh, so let's get to what you were mentioning about the signings. And there have been deals between the teams here because Roma sold Rudiger to Chelsea and Roma also sold Salah to Liverpool. That's one of the reasons, as you said, that you know other people besides you are saying that they're not, they're probably not going to finish in the Champions League places in Italy because they sold this summer, and Milan is obviously the uh, the, the the most viable candidate to take their uh, their place within the Champions League clubs in Italy. But going to Chelsea between and Atletico Madrid, despite the fact that we've heard about a deal in place for Diego Costa, some, one thing that people forget is exactly what you know alluded to the transfer ban of Atletico Madrid where they can't sign any players till January. Yep. So and that that's huge because what are you gonna do with Costa? He doesn't want to go anywhere else. I mean I mean, um not only Diego Costa, but another big player they could have had playing for them um uh, uh during the Champions League. Um and he's on loan at Las Palmas until j- uh, January. I forgot his name. It's slipping my mind, but they just bought him from Sevilla. Vitolo. Vitolo, there you go. Yeah, Vitolo. And, and he made it it was Vitolo, and he made uh he actually paid out his uh his clause, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he was one of those guys that did that this year. I think there was two individuals that did that. Yes, he paid a 33 million release clause. He paid his release clause as well as Snyder. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's because that's something that you usually hear happen in um in the NBA when somebody wants to leave Europe early and go to go to one of the American teams. Uh, but yeah, no, like I said, Atletico's transfer ban is relevant here when you talk about how well they would do in this group and that's obviously important to how well they can make and run uh in the in the knockout stages because we've seen them go deep um obviously we know they could do it but you know i'm sure they would prefer uh a number one seed elsewhere manchester united got benfica out of pie which is not bad i mean which is not bad at all it's not, considering they also have Basil and Moscow in there. And it's like I told you, I mean, um, I really see them probably having their biggest fits in Russia. Um, Mo back in Lisbon is going to be a joy. It's going to be a nice treat. Um, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere in Lisbon. And not only Lisbon, but best believe Ironbound is going to be rocking during those games. Mm. Um, and if there's surprise uh, results, best believe Fairy Street will be popping with those Benficistas, my man. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I mean, without a doubt, Man U is going to get first there. Um, and Benfica, I think I think Benfica will be fine. I think they'll, they'll be able to handle the second place. Um, but I really do see that second place really being between them and, my, and CSK. So. Well, Benfica, we could say confidently, will be fine because... There's two things that contribute to them being in pot A in the first place. First off, they win the league consistently. Second off, they get to the knockout stage consistently. Yes, and since we're already talking about Portuguese teams, let's talk about probably, I think, both of our favorite fixture amongst all the Champions League uh, uh, rounds. The fact that Karezma is going back to Porto. Yeah. Back at the Dragão. It's about to be lit over there, my guy. 
Besiktas versus uh, FC Porto. That's the uh, matchup that's going to happen as a result of Group G, where there's also Monaco and Leipzig, which, I mean, that's the group that people are looking at and saying that it deserves the name, the Group of Life. For? Because everybody can make it. I agree. Totally. I mean, I think this is the most competitive group out of all of them, to be honest with you. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Leipzig is definitely going to be making some noise. Um, they're going to have some surprise, uh, surprise, surprise results this this winter. Um, but obviously, the interesting thing is going to be Monaco, especially if they're not able to keep the trio of Mbappe, Fabinho, and Lemur. Um, it's definitely going to be something to look at. Uh, especially with only six days left in the transfer window. Um, personally, I see them staying put. And if that's the case, then Monaco will have no problem handling that group. And then it'll pretty much, pretty much come down to Porto and, and RB Leipzig. I, I really, it's going to be fun. It's really going to be fun because that's honestly one of the groups that every game is honestly, you're going to be able to see high scoring games and you're going to see some really nice goals. I'm, I'm not going to front, man. Quaresma is going to give you at least one, at least one Trivella. He's going to give you one. <laughs> and that's without a doubt. And we can't wave that patented right foot of his. Yo, so before we even get to Quaresma, because I think he deserves more time to talk about RB Leipzig. He deserves a whole podcast. Right? <laughs> uh, RB Leipzig, uh, you know, also known as Red Bull Leipzig, another one of the, the teams that Red Bull has, not only here in Harrison uh, with Red Bull in New York, but also uh, Red Bull in Austria. Um, they didn't even exist a, a decade ago, and now in the Champions League after finishing second last year. But beyond that, Charisma again, man. Two it's stints- just funny because Besiktas signed a lot, so they 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 can make some noise too. I think I think uh, personally, I'm giving them I'm not giving them enough credit or hope, but. They got they got a nice couple players over there, man. They they should be able to handle this, and and you've seen in the past with Champions League, these guys, if there's a game, a high pressure game, they're able to show up for those games, and they'll give you those surprise results that you know Champions League is destined for. Yo, spend thirty seconds on explaining why Charisma is just like that dude that everybody just like they mess with him heavy. Quaresma is just he's 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 not only. He's just a legend to to us. He's a legend to the people. Yeah. He's he's honestly that guy that everybody can relate to. Um, he's he, him being somebody from the ghetto. Um, the Portuguese call him a cigano, and that's pretty much what what that's is somebody from the hood, and and that's what he is. Somebody who made it. His, his story is is amazing because you just see the talent that this guy is able to produce, and it's a shame that he was never able to fully reach that potential, but. You look at his resume and yes. has played yes. for every one of your yes. clubs. Honestly, has done his job at every one of those Yo, clubs. It's, it's crazy because I think the fact that some people can make the argument that his career is a disappointment speaks to how talented he is. Exactly. The guy the guy that's quote-unquote is, a, is a, a disappointment is the guy that's been at Porto, been at Inter, been at Barcelona, been at Besiktas, won a Euro, you know? People uh, forget. Yeah, so that, that's... See, the, and my biggest thing too is that I always bring this up any chance I get. Fergie did not go to go, to go check out Ronaldo. Right. He went to go check out Guarezma in Lisbon. That's who he was recruiting, and he ended up with Ronaldo. So don't forget, this guy, he was supposed to be the next big thing in Portugal. Well, well, and 
that's another funny thing. I remember when I was in high school, uh, um, I used to ask all the kids, like, some of the kids uh, from Iron Brown used to always uh, be like, yo, honestly, out of my favorite young players, I- I'll pick Crosma over, over Ronaldo. Like, like he was he was oh, that type of player. He like, has that swag. Exactly, that's exactly. That's what it is. He's, he's basically a cult hero. Yeah, Yo, perfect word right there. By the way, sure. shout out, shout out to my man's for having a teardrop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> cool. how about that? We got uh, bodies, bro. We got bodies over here. Yo, so we were talking about yesterday, just yesterday, how Napoli comprehensively beat Nice, took care of them easily, and now that's Man City's problem to have right now, along with Shakhtar and Feyenoord. All right, since we brought up Feyenoord, uh, it's funny because this is the first time in 51 years Ajax didn't make it. Didn't qualify, bro. For they didn't even make it to Europa Champions League. They they got defeated yep. in their their exactly. Europa League qualifier today. After this making is the a first final time election. in fifty one years in half a century. That's that's a, a pretty impressive uh, record. They're not gonna lie, but other than that, I mean, I, I agree. This that Napoli City game is gonna be so fun, primarily because <laughs> if Pep is gonna keep trying to incorporate this back three, and if it keeps looking as bad as it's been looking. Oh. My lord, that straight attack from Napoli is gonna do numbers on them, and I can't wait because they're so stacked, and there's they're they're such an overlooked team this year. And let's see, man. I I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's gonna be City and Napoli, but I I, I don't see really much else from either Shakhtar or Feyenoord. You know, Napoli and Man City, they also have history. Napoli was the uh, one of the teams that Man City drew during its first Champions League campaign with, with Mancini. And Napoli definitely went went, went to, to the Etihad and won, uh, courtesy... Oh, well, they, they drew, actually, courtesy of uh, Edison Cavani on the day. Um, to be fair, is it really hard to get points at Etihad? <laughs> I mean, it should be hard <laughs> at this point. In, in 2017, it should be harder. We'll see if they make it harder. PSG. The man we're looking at is Neymar. If When Neymar goes to Paris, the first thing that everybody looks at is, okay, can they finally win the Champions League? In the group stage, they're going to have a good test against Bayern Munich. Besides that, they should be cruising through because it's Celtic and Anderlecht under them. I mean, that's a game to watch. That's a big game to watch to just see how PSG with Neymar handles one of the competition's favorites. Pretty much because it's Real Madrid and then behind them, a step behind them is Bayern as the favorites for the Champions League. So personally, I, I mean, with with PSG, I think they'll be able to take care of that group. Um, they'll they'll definitely be first in that group. Um, Bayern, I think it's it filling the shoes of uh, Philip Lamb and and Xabi Alonso. I don't know if Kimmich and Talisu are up to that task at the moment. Um, Talisu is still a really young kid, um, massive potential, but we've yet to see if. They, those two will be able to, to handle the pressures of those uh, big game situations. At the end of the day, it is Bayern. I mean, there's not much to worry about. Uh, they're obviously the second favorite, but um, it's funny because PSG actually plays Bayern on the same day as Rafaela's birthday. And if you don't know, Rafaela is Neymar's sister, practically his best friend. And if you don't know, there's three years at Barcelona on his sister's birthday, he has missed those matches. Oof. Just a fun little tidbit for you guys. We so got, We're going to be watching for that. Uh, yeah, you best believe you are. And don't think it's a coincidence if he picks up this <laughs> type of injury. He For two years straight, he had an abductor injury around the same time of his sister's birthday. So, AKA, uh, AKA, AKA he got lit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ass hangover. <laughs> um, the other thing we should point out about Bayern, I mean, most people 
you know, pro- we'll probably remember Lacazette as the, the guy who made a big move from Lyon. But like you said, Toulouse was the other player who made an even bigger move to Bayern. Um, 23-year-old midfielder. Barcelona. I, I also want to see what Brendan Rodgers does. I mean, yes. granted, it's a hard uh, group, but I want to see what he does. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see about that. I wanted that so bad. I wanted the Brendan Rodgers, like, Liverpool reunion. But, uh... It would have uh, waxed, though. Uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, I would listen. I have all the respect for Brendan Rodgers. That's all I got to say. I've never seen a manager do anything close to what he did with Liverpool. I mean, actually, the following season, Claudio Ranieri won the title. So there's that. Anyway, uh, Barcelona going to have a rematch from their semifinal from last year. Or was it the quarterfinal? I can't wait. Quarterfinal. That was quarterfinal. two years ago. Well, it was two years ago yeah, the final. Yeah, two years and ago that. the final. Last year, the quarterfinal. Um, Barcelona obviously took the final, but Juventus 3-0. On aggregate, uh, last year. I can't wait for this. I really can't. And I think it's actually the first match day that they meet each other. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be bittersweet. Um, it's going to be interesting because you lose, for the most part, your locker room leadership in a sense of Bonucci and Danny Alves. Um, granted, they are, they were the 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 focal points on the the huge. Uh, hoopla this summer over the rumors of what happened in the champions league final in that locker room but those are big shoes and those were big pieces to what they accomplished in champions league and in route to champions league don't forget juventus up until that uh madrid final only allowed three goals and those three goals were in group stages so they they had they did what they had to do and and bonucci was the lead of that um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. And it's going to be interesting to see Dybala this year, uh, after his complete non-existent performance. And obviously, um, we know that this now is going to be his team. Um, it's going to be fun to see, but I see, I, I, I it's going to be fun to see Barca as well. Um, I, I can't wait to see Nelson Semedo play in Champions League for Barcelona. Um, hopefully this Dembele sa- signing is done. Uh, by the end, by this uh, by Sunday supposedly, um, and Barca can make me you know get to at, at least round of eight. So that's what I'm hoping for. Give me to a quarter quarterfinals, and I'll be alright with that. Word, um, Benucci obviously signing with AC Milan, which is as we mentioned earlier, one of the reasons why AC Milan is probably looking at getting back into the Champions League uh, this year. Also, you're absolutely right. The first match day, Barcelona against Juventus at home at the Camp Nou. Um, oh, and just, just, just be, hold on. That rebrand, Juventus rebrand, the worst shit in history ever. This is the most horrible rebrand I've ever seen for a club. And <laughs> then they put that stupid crest at the top of their stadium. You know, I you, it. you know, what's crazy. I was looking it up, and instead of Juventus rebrand, I looked up uh, Jeep rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's it's without a doubt it's horrible. Yeah, no, yeah, no, but I want to. I, I want to start my obituary for uh, Sporting Sepe. Oh man, guys, I'm so sorry. It's happened to us yet again. Again, again, it's 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 sad, but we do have a chance against Olympiacs, and that's really good. If we can do something with that, also, Olympiacs is uh, Marco Silva's old team, mm-hmm. which was also Sporting, Sporting's old manager. Um, so it's going to be cool to to get that matchup there. But it, they're going to get rocked. <laughs> Juventus is going to smoke them. Barca's going to do what they're going to do. It's going to be fun to see if they can at least get those two against Olympiacs so they can at least get into Europa League. 
because after they just got 15 million for qualifying, Sporting most definitely needs a couple more M's in there. Yep, that's Group D, Barcelona, Juventus, Olympiacos, Sporting, and Sporting definitely would have wanted to be in the last group we're getting to. Group E, Liverpool, Maribor, Sevilla, Spartak, Moscow. Listen, it's the cakewalk. It's also the group without any sexy matchups at all whatsoever. Um, I mean, the, well, besides you guys. I mean, the one thing I, the one thing I can say is that Liverpool versus Sevilla is a uh, rematch of the 2016 Europa League final. Um, Sevilla obviously knows what it's doing in Europa League. And Spartak Moscow, Moscow, as we were talking about yesterday, <laughs> it's one of the one of the trivia uh, answers of 2017 because I don't think anybody knew that they were pot A before today's draw. But yeah, definitely not, and that's that's the funniest part of it all because you look at it and you're just like, wait, who? What? Excuse me? Repeat? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Liverpool haven't been in the knockout stages of the Champions League since the 2008-2009 season. This looks like a good year that they should be going back. Oh, I still think you get second, but yeah, you'll get into the the, the group, uh, the mm-hmm. knockout stages without a doubt. Hey, man, that's all. That's all I need to hear. Um, listen, uh, the one thing I'll say is, uh, I was talking about the uh, talking about it a couple weeks back. I'm just, I think it's interesting to see how Jurgen Klopp handles uh, Liverpool and Europe, how he handled them in the, in the knockout st- stages, how strong Sevilla continues to be, how. Tough of a test, Spartak Mostow is away. So I guess those are the interesting things we can watch. Question. Yeah, go ahead. What do you, with this team right now, mm-hmm. obviously the talent level doesn't compare, but given circumstances, do you feel you can make sort of a similar run as you did with Rafa? That's, that's the thing that, uh, that, well, that's one of the reasons why I say I want to see what Klopp does because. It's, it's, it, it'd be off the strength of the manager. And given Klopp has some history, I'll say yeah. Honestly, I'll say yeah. With, with, with this group and with us playing away, with Liverpool playing away, if Coutinho stays. No, he's staying. Come on. Exactly. All right. So if, with Coutinho staying, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give Liverpool a chance. I'll get a little yeah, it's, it's like I told you. I, I, I love that quartet you guys have, man. Yeah. You got Coutinho, Salah, Mane, and, and Firmino. Yeah. Firmino's going to boom big. He's going to cook these group stages. And it's going to be fun to watch because, not for nothing, Firmino is a really underrated passer. And you're going to see the explosion that this guy, the exposure this guy does to these defenses, well, especially with the lesser quality in these teams is going to be fun to see how he does that. Well, well I told you uh, at this uh, return leg at Anfield um, yesterday, he was playing passes like Coutinho. Straight yeah. up. Straight mm-hmm. up. Um, playing that false nine position and, uh, I mean, really perfectly yesterday. He was amazing. Um, okay, so, but that's that's basically it for a lot of the draws. I think we got to everything. Um, Benfica and Porto should make it through out of the Portuguese teams. Sporting, once again, man, had Real Madrid last year, got Barcelona this year. Uh, we'll see about that. Out of the English teams, it should be four out of five teams that's making it because, as you said, you don't, you don't have much faith in Tottenham. <laughs> over I, don't faith, I don't even have faith in them after they get into Europa League. Um, we'll, we'll see, but uh, I'll, I, I, guys won't, I won't lock it in. I, 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 won't, I won't lock it in just because I, I'll give him this. Pochettino, another year for Pochettino. Dortmund, under the, their first year with Peter Bosch. You know, I haven't seen them in a big game yet. 
that, I don't. I feel, I feel like when it's with a club that has no expectations, I, I'm not really going to expect much from them. It, I, they're just one of those teams that they're just happy to be there. They're basically Arsenal. This is so hilarious because Dole's not even <laughs> Dole's not even here to defend himself. Anyway, that's about it. That's the Champions League. I'm glad we got this done. Our weekly review, as I said before, song the kickback. Subscribe to that iTunes wherever. Yo, another one. Thanks a lot, Steve. Absolutely, my hey everybody if you like what you hear so far and want to hear more from the wreck follow us on twitter and instagram at the running wreck to check out more of our shows